0: Welcome, Nickelodeon. Uh, who I have here is Nina Hahn, Tim Patterson, and Marianne James. And they will introduce their channel and themselves <laughs> with hopefully a Nickelodeon sizzle.
1: Her voices, my beats, we could be unstoppable.
0: You're looking at the Bulldogs new... Goodness. Great sizzle. Um, So, before we start, actually, I'm just going to slightly change things a little bit. I can feel the PR uh, teams looking at me and thinking, what's he doing? But actually, um, one of the reasons I agreed to do this um, was because I've been working on some really good ideas myself. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) You know, before we get into the questions, I'm I'm just going to sort of throw them up there, and I want you, obviously, to... Think about them in the back of your mind as you tell us about your strategies and stuff because um, i 'm convinced that one of these channels is going to pick one of these up before the end of this session so look this is uh, this is stickman <laughs> you can see him there it 's a passion very passionate project of mine, and then also for the younger audience i 've got you know the, the mini sticks <laughs> and they 've got nice car boat, and and you know, so these are things that are very close to me. And uh, <laughs> I can, do you need to find the lawyers or anything? Or get a not yet, maybe afterwards. So, so maybe because I'm pretty sure they're going to work. So perhaps, you know, you could start by telling us a bit about your commissioning strategies, Nina. I will. I'm um,
1: happily start. Um, the first thing is sort of have the urge to say is this the sense of commissioning for Nickelodeon is an interesting word. I, I prefer to think of us much more as creative caretakers than commissioners, because I think commissioners has the implication that we have a big-footed approach, we we find something, we absorb it, we then take it over and then shove it on there, which is in fact the exact opposite to what we do and how we are and the DNA of what Nick is. Um, it's very much about creators who create stick figures it and then finding a with us so you know after the panel you can pitch it in greater detail Um,
0: as if uh, Disney haven't picked it up by then
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 I know where they're sitting (laughs) Um, so really for us it's been a mantra that we've had since Nickelodeon was created back in the day which is to be everywhere kids are and hopefully you know that's a very busy sizzle with a lot of corporate speak and whatnot but the ultimate Takeaway from that is to really um, understand that we want to be everywhere kids are and always have. And, and through the years, that's changed exponentially because everywhere kids are has changed exponentially, as we well know. So we've had to mature with that and had to stay on our best game to try and be everywhere that they are. And I think what that has now come to mean for us is therefore we have to be everywhere creators are and everywhere content is being made and everywhere content is being produced and all of the things that come along with it in terms of production models, tax incentives, creators, animators, whatever it may be, we need to be there in order to provide a really wonderful home for the creators, all you guys out here from whatever way you are, if you're a producer, if you're an animator, if you're an independent person creating something in your basement, we wanna be the home for you guys to come and tell your story like this story, Um, and I think it really speaks to the ethos of the company and how we think where we're really trying to create a sort of a I don't know, a global creative campus, if you will. So we obviously have bricks and mortar of our studio in LA, and there's a lot that comes through that that studio, a lot of amazing content that comes through that studio. But of course, Hollywood isn't the only place that can make a great idea, and we've seen that again and again and again. So what we're now really committed to doing is making sure that that creative campus feel is a virtual one and can extend way past the shores of um, LA and and beyond Um, and look to content creation as something we can create a bespoke sort of studio without walls around each piece of content that we find Um, and really that gives way to the the big takeaway from all of this for us which is make it anywhere and use it everywhere Um, and that applies not only to the content but also to how we use it whether it's through CP whether it's through digital whether it's in the UK solely and then goes everywhere else there are a lot of different ways that we look at launching the content and sort of, you know, um, corseting the content as it goes from its inception out to the rest of the world. Um, I think one of the most successful examples of that, and we have it, of course, across live action and across all the genres, preschool, Big Nick, TV movies and such, but one of the most successful examples that's really near and dear to my heart is our global shorts program, which has been an absolute blast to do. I mean, beyond coming to work every day, it's been so much fun to um, be able to, go in with a very clear mission, which is asking ourselves, why are we asking animators and creators to to write scripts and write Bibles and whatnot, when actually there's such a visual medium, let them show their story. So we created this animated shorts program in 2012, which um, was exactly that, which was letting people show, not tell, in a sort of a two and a half minute short. And we've had something, the numbers are amazing. I think we've had close to 5,000 pitches. Um, I think we are now have received pitches from every single country with the exception of Antarctica. So if there's any from Antarctica, are you from Antarctica? You can move there. You can pitch me that. Um, And it's been a, a really, really great story. And really, the only thing to think about, the only barrier to entry is we look at these ideas and say, do they have legs for long form? Um, But, you know, beyond that, it's tell your story, be passionate, Um, you know, just hearing Beth talk like that, I think she's a poster child for what we're trying to do as well, which is if you've got a passion, if you've got a story, if you're inspired, if you want to tell a great tale, come to us and let us hear it versus us coming to you and putting the Nickelodeon, we'd like to see this, we'd like to see that, we'd like to see the other, and have you back into a set of filters that really isn't authentic. So the the authentic piece is essential for us. Um,
0: Hopefully, uh, we can see some examples yes. of this right now. So, if we can play the uh, the shorts reel, that would be fantastic.
2: Working with Nickelodeon was awesome. Like um, ever since I was a kid. I've always been into cartoons and animation and if I had known I'd work with Nickelodeon like right now I'd be, yeah, I'd be going crazy. Right
3: this way, prepare yourself and
0: your underwear for running. I kind of have a bucket list in the back of my mind of projects I want to do, so I combined a few of those ideas and pitched it at Nick and it got greenlit. Shorts program is an awesome place to test your concept with that. You get financial support, moral support, uh Nickelodeon's vast experience. And uh, as an animation creator, what more do you want? Okay.
2: Excuse me man? Welcome to
0: Do man?
1: I'm feeling hot! Hot, hot, hot! HOT!
0: So... As I understand, Loud House was uh, the first show to be greenlit from this program, is that, is that correct?
1: That is correct. That is correct. And it's um, a success story really beyond anything that we could imagine. Um, but again, it comes back to a creator's vision. So, Chris Savino, who created it, did a short for us and had this idea because he himself grew up in a very Loud House. So, the story itself follows the story of a young boy, Lincoln, who is growing up in a house flanked by 11 sisters. So it's noisy, it's chaotic, but the entire story is through the point of view of this youngest boy and what it's like to live there. And we just thought it was a really genuine story to tell because he himself had ten 10 or 11 siblings, uh, not all girls, but 10 or 11 siblings, and just felt like on air, we're not seeing a lot of big families, and we're certainly not seeing that sort of fish out of water reinterpreted in your own family. So he did this short, and we absolutely loved it, and the process was incredibly expedited, which is a, which is a real um, plus for this process, such that we went to short, to board to pick up, all within about eight and a half months. Um, so it was a, a great example, I think we have a clip. Yeah,
0: we've got, a, we've got a clip, yeah. so maybe look, we can play that and let everyone see. A bit of the shuh.
1: There's nothing funny about this situation, although I do
0: like dark humor. Is someone touching my hand? You're touching your own hand. I hate basements. Ah! What's that moaning? <gasps> oh Don't freak out. It's just the pipe settling.
2: What's that scratching? Oh. <gasps> Don't be scared.
0: It's just Cliff the Cat. What is that
2: smell? <gasps> it's just Lily with a full diaper. Perfect.
3: <laughs> See, guys, I told you there's nothing to be afraid of. <gasps> what is it?
0: Lincoln, Lincoln,
2: it's a ghost and it knows my name! <coughs>
0: yeah! Take that, evil spirit! Cool it, Lincoln. And this, it's not a and ghost. This... It's just our laundry. Lincoln, do you read me? Clyde? I was just calling to say sorry for not being such a good arg cadet. And is your sister ready to date younger men? Never gonna happen. Was that your sister? Red alert! Red alert! Overload, overload <laughs> okay so thank, thanks very much um, for that Nina obviously, you know, I feel that stickman could easily be something that okay. could fit into this uh you know, this shorts program and it's very clearly a global thing. But um, for the moment, until I move to Antarctica, <laughs> um, I am based in the UK. So I'm actually quite interested to see how the UK fits into everything that Nickelodeon is doing. So, uh, you know, Tim, perhaps you can talk a bit about this and um, explain whether, you know, what the UK channel commissioning uh, process is um, and are you acquiring just for the UK? Um,
3: hello everyone. And uh, thanks Beth, that was a great earlier. The, um, as Nina said, we, we have a, a, a hugely global approach. Creative ideas can come from everywhere uh, and anywhere. And I, Nina and I work very, very closely together. But from a UK perspective, yes, we do uh, commission locally. But the main, the main initiative for us is to find great ideas from the UK. Sort of from my perspective, from the UK that we can share internationally. Uh, we have. Um, we're blessed, I think, with a richness of talent um, in the UK, um, second to none in certain genres, in my in my view. Certainly within the preschool uh, uh, arena. And for those that don't don't know what I do, uh, my job is very much making sure that we acquire and commission uh, great programming and schedule it in the best way possible, all the way through down the line until we we transmit it in the best quality possible. At the end of the day, to drive. Ratings to drive maximum number of audiences. So for me, it's integral that we get the right type of programming at the right time of time of day, on the right channel with the right messaging to attract audiences, because of course it's a very saturated marketplace. But in terms of how and what, and if anyone has an idea of which many of you do, you can come and see me, you can come and see Nina, you can come and see anyone, and I'll talk a little bit about Milkshake um, later on. And the idea will be shared um, with everyone. We have uh, a portal that, or an email that anyone can actually write to, which is programming at nickelodeon.co.uk. Anything that comes through that portal in terms of ideas is reviewed. And even though it might seem to be quite a long period of time, we certainly try to get uh, feedback to, uh, to you within three months. So, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in short, um, Yes, all ideas are very welcome. Yes, we share all ideas. I think about them in terms of, yes, UK, but also very much on an international and global basis. Nina and myself and Marianne and Jess will will all review. Um, and, of course, um, some, and we're delighted that presently we've got about six shows being made in the UK and Ireland right now, which is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, wealth of talent and always open for new, for new ideas.
0: I think... Um we're going to see a clip of one of those shows. Um, Digby Dragon, Digby, would that yeah. be...? Uh...
3: Dig, Digby is... Everyone who has been here the last couple of years has seen me mention Digby Dragon. It's a commission that we made with Blue Zoo. Uh, it's an animation, there, there you go, about, about a dragon. I don't think we've got a clip, but this is, it was really more about um, what can happen in the life cycle of, of a show. It came to the UK, um, we, we, we agreed with Blue Zoo, a, a, com- a commission, uh, and then we shared it internationally, and it really has, in my view, opportunity to go global. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more news to say uh, in the future, but this is a prime example, sort of a bit like pepper Pig in many ways, where something that was originated locally and then could travel. Um, so my headspace and all of our headspace is thinking, does this, does this show have the capacity to, cross, you know, to be cross-territory? And I think that's certainly, when, when you pitch to me, that's something that I'll be thinking about. Uh, when you pitch, does it have uh, the capacity to travel? And that's a prime example of a show that I believe um, will.
0: Um, Obviously, you mentioned just uh, a little bit before about um, Channel 5. Um, Quite curious, obviously, creators like myself and some of the people in the room uh, about how that might work. Um, Perhaps you can talk a a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, Jess would have been with us, but she is away right now, Um, and she... Um, has an office next door to mine. It's great that Milkshaker in situ with us. We, have, uh, we, we always had a great relationship anyway in terms of the number of titles that we shared, whether it was Peppa Pig, Benny Holly and, and so on and so forth. So we always had that type of relationship. But to have them suddenly become part uh, of the Viacom family meant that we could sort of almost step that up even more. Um, the Milkshake as it is, is a fantastically big and very great brand. Uh, very well known in the country in terms of their business. It is very much business as usual. The great thing is, though, that we have the opportunity to, if you're a producer, to come and speak to Jess and myself and, and Nina as a collective. Or if just one-on-one, so if that's what you prefer, we still get to to share and to see um, your ideas, as mentioned, as mentioned earlier. We step up the scheduling relationship more, so we are uh, very clear that we don't, you know, we don't schedule against each other, and there are fantastic opportunities in the world of consumer products where. Um, we have, and Mariam, I'm sure, talk about it a bit later. Where to have a free-to-air window is second to none in the in the CP world. So we do have the opportunity there uh, to share more of our titles on that platform too. So business as usual for Jess. Um, we do share um, um, sh- share show ideas with each other. We will not always uh, commission shows together, simply because in terms of how, you know, it, it, in terms of the number of hours she has available and we have available. But broadly speaking, the relationship is very strong.
0: So I'm, I'm actually getting the cue that we're, we're running short on time and uh, I'd quite like to just go down that point uh, that you mentioned with Marianne there. Because obviously, you know, Mini Stickmen has got some quite interesting consumer products uh, oh ideas there. <laughs> And uh, I was wondering if you can tell me, um, you know, what, the kinds of things you're looking for in in the commissioning process at at Nickelodeon, Marianne.
4: Yeah, I'm I actually sit in an office right next door to Tim and Jess, so we're all intrinsically linked ge- by, from a geographic point of view, so that helps. Um, what I would say is IP really does fuel every part of our business, from the content that goes on there and in the digital space, but equally in consumer products, and consumer products is a really key part of our business. <laughs> and a great example of that is in the recent acquisition of Channel 5 and also of the franchise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, consumer products was brought across that decision-making process so, it's really big, key strategic decisions we are involved in, and importantly, we get involved in at a very early stage in the decision making process and the pitch process. And that's because, from a CP point of view, we really can help drive those decisions with our competitor knowledge, our understanding of trends in consumer products, to really understand where content can travel from on air across multiple touch points. And a good example of that this year has been Blaze and the Monster Machines. It's already launched on Nick Jr. And we're launching consumer products towards the back end of this year, um, and early part of 2016. Um, and we're always looking at how we can get that to travel further into consumer products. And a great upcoming show for us is Shimmer and Shine. And I actually think we've got a small clip to show you. I think
0: on. we do. So if you could run that, that would be fantastic.
4: Boom! Your best. My name's Farnaz
2: Esnesheri Charmath, and I'm the creator and producer of Shimmer and Shine. Your genie is the This show focuses on the magical adventures of twin <laughs> sisters and genies in training, Shimmer and Shine. I'm Shimmer. Shimmer is our super girly, cutesy genie. These dresses are beautiful. I'm Shine. Shine is our bold, confident, kind of tomboy genie. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like popcorn. Leah is Shimmer and Shine's human best friend that they grant wishes for. My first wish is for a cupcake. She has a genie bottle pendant necklace. This bottle acts as a portal between the genie world, Zara Falls, and the human world. Frosted cupcake divine! Ta-da! Leah is very kind-hearted, sincere, and patient. She never gets upset with the genies when they make a mistake. Technically, that is a Frosted Cupcake. The music in this show is one of my favorite things. Yummy, 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 sweetest. Yummy, 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 the sweetest thing. Awesome. The look of this show came from many different inspirations. A lot of Moroccan patterns and designs, mosaics, current fashion, glitter and glam. I love it. Fantastic. Translating the characters into product has been amazing so far. We've been working very closely with our toy partners, and it has been so fun to really see our girls come to life. Booms are May. First, wish of the day! There's a lot of magic in this series, but the true magic comes when our girls work together. Exactly right! We really focus on a social-emotional curriculum in Shimmer and Shine teaching kids how to work together to overcome problems. I'm hoping that children will take from this show resilience. Gold star by trying hard. Perseverance. Can we do that again? <laughs> and working together as a team. Another mistake. That turned out great. Boom, Zahramay. We'll, we'll see you next time. time. Shimmer and Shine, coming soon to Nickelodeon.
0: Okay, thank, thanks so much. We've actually run out of time, I'm afraid. So, you know, it looks like we're, you're going to have to answer the Twitter questions on the train on the way home, um, which I'm sure you'll you'll all do. Uh, We've got time for one. We've got time for one question. So, look, if someone's got got a, got one, please stick up your hand. Um, and if not, maybe Steve, you've got something on the on the Twitter pad. 10 14. Uh, does Nickelodeon got any ideas of? how to address that market and that audience at the moment. Uh, All the focused, all the television you showed there seemed to be more marketed to the up to 10 audiences.
1: Well, I think a lot of that is, well you probably could speak to it more for the UK side, but I think a lot, you know, some of that has to be defined by the the way that the business model works, which is the way that the ad sales uh, situation works, where you break it up into preschool two to five and six to 12 for your, big, you know, bigger age stuff. And so some of that is still defined by those numbers that we use and you end up at ten is the sweet spot and therefore where are the older kids going. But the other side is really getting to know what those 12 year olds are watching, because they are very different than the 10 year olds and where they're watching it and how they're watching it. And that speaks to you know us really figuring out what's the best way to reach them. And is it is it linear television or is it T Nick or is it something else that we would specifically create for them um, you know, just for them and, and sort of create another area for them. But obviously our key markets are preschool and 6 to 12. So it's, you know, sort of generally where we hit all of our our content.
3: Yeah, in the, uh, in the UK we have a, most of the live action which is skewed towards the older group um, does come from the States um, against pricing models and so on. But we get a lot of great stuff come from the States. But we also work very closely with, you know, again, anyone who has ideas uh, that they want to share with us around that type of uh, that type of format is we're very very welcome. It's a tough it's a tough thing uh, to get right, uh, certainly on that on that cusp. Um, certainly, given the way that kids are viewing these days, um, but it's certainly there are opportunities still. Um, I think that there's plenty of opportunity to really capture that audience, uh, and I think linear as it stands right now and the complementary elements around non-linear and as we talked many many times before it can actually sort of consolidate that so it's about again it's about storytelling and really getting your tiger right to echo Nina, Nina's point.
0: Thanks very much guys I'm afraid we are, we are going to have to uh, uh, let you go now. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll um, <laughs> speak to you later about, it, about my ideas. Thank you very much.